0: I heard a rumor yesterday, Josh, and I'm not going to say who told me this rumor, but yeah. I heard that you've kind of given up on waterfowl hunting, that you've, you're yeah, going it's... to be a, tur- a turkey hunter only, and that you finally admitted that your skill set is not honed enough to be a duck and a goose hunter. Is this true, or is this yes. just a rumor? deal?
1: <laughs> it's bad. It's bad, man. I ain't going to lie. It's uh, been
0: Looking a rough... your wife laughing at you. <laughs> been, a,
1: been a rough... See, she's laughing because you know, she's the one that has to deal with all this. Like I get, I get home from duck hunting, you know, I'm like, ah, they're they going to show up they're going to show up. They may be here at midday and then, you know, midday rolls around. Then I'm thinking, all right, it may be this afternoon. They may show up I'll stay out there all day. No one ever see a bird. You know, it's, it's middle, it's middle Tennessee, Chad. We, uh, we're, we're not known for, um, we're, we're not known for ducks we're known for whiskey and uh and turkeys
0: and turkeys so, and uh, a few deer and a few deer yeah a
1: few deer a few yeah. deer so uh so yeah i'm i'm ready for turkey season bring on the the green grass um I, i'm i'm ready for turkey season
0: you got a you got a little snow goose hunt before that though don't you aren't you yes, coming sir. To
1: join us? oh man i'm ready i'm Why ready did, to go
0: and Lexi opted out of that. Lexi, that kind of hurt my feelings. Hmm. I'm
2: really sorry. I mean, my level of dedication is like one, maybe two days. <laughs> <laughs> not like morning and afternoon for five days straight. I, yeah. I'm not that dedicated. <laughs>
0: it's, it's a lot of fun. I'm telling you, it's a lot of fun. Oh, uh, you God. haven't
2: met me when I was cold yet. That's not, that's
1: exactly. not Chad, Lexi. <laughs> you, you do not, You do not want to put Lexi in a cold situation.
0: <laughs> yeah that's not a, uh that that's a i think that's a staple with anybody in the south they get cold pretty easy
1: mm-hmm. yeah oh yeah some some more than others
0: yeah um cold down there though is different with the wet when it gets cold down there it's a different kind of cold than somebody yeah. like myself would be used to because it's so dry where i'm from
1: yep
2: chad where are you at right now
0: i'm in my podcast studio in nevada
2: oh okay okay what's I the just- weather out there right now
0: it's uh it was seven this morning Seven.
2: Oh, God. Seven.
0: yeah i didn't think they no got way. cold out
2: there i didn't no, realize it okay
0: we're in, like vegas doesn't vegas will a little bit not that cold but we're up in the tahoe sierra basin you know so we're like uh, we're in the mountains and it gets dang right cold we as of yesterday i was driving back from my hunt in california yesterday um i don't want to lie to you but I think we're at, we're at, we're at almost like 550 inches of snow already in January no It's not way. over. Oh my
2: gosh.
0: Yeah, for the Tahoe basin.
2: That sounds miserable.
0: Our record is 765. Which was, not, which was not very our our record on record is not very long ago. It's like in within the last 5 years. And when I was driving up to the hunt the other day and then back when we the day before yesterday I went to my daughter's volleyball tournament. I, I took the day off of the hunt and went down to the Bay area. And when my ex wife and her were driving back the day before yesterday, it was a snowstorm again and it just dumped again. So on my way home yesterday, it was all fresh snow. And the, I mean, the berms, when you're driving down the highway on Interstate 80, which is the major highway that goes from like Pennsylvania all the way to the coast of San Francisco, um, when you're driving over the Sierra Summit right now, and I'm not exaggerating, there's 20 foot berms of snow. On, it's like you're driving through a snow <laughs> tunnel. Golly, because, man! Because it just keeps snowing, and the in the snowblowers and the and the and the and the graders they just keep pushing it to the edges and stacking it up. It's it's a Gosh. sight to see for sure.
2: Matt, like three to five inches shuts Middle Tennessee down. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I can't imagine twenty feet of it.
0: Yeah, I remember that snowstorm two years ago in Nashville. It was like national security needed to come in there and. <laughs> Exactly. the DMVs were opening teaching how people how to drive again like hey look here's what you do in the snow <laughs> that's so it what's going on in Lynchburg right now like I, I know what we're getting ready to talk about uh the distillery series which man is it good um But what's going on now? Mm. I've been talking to Casey a little bit. I know there's going to be some big news coming out of the Lynchburg Jack Daniels camp soon. I don't know if you guys can touch on any of that today, but is it just whiskey making? Is it whiskey business as usual, as they say?
2: Pretty well. Um, Sorry, I just got a message from Ashley about adding her to the Zoom. So I'm going to add her on there. Um yeah pretty well just whiskey making as usual um the weather's not anything crazy over here i'm glad we're not getting the ice storms that west tennessee's getting uh you know the ice storm we got a few years ago man it's it's real hard at the distillery because i mean thank there's so many moving parts and so much of it doesn't want to move when it's (laughs) well below freezing yeah so yeah we're good everything's good in the holler
0: is it is it kind of sunk in yet to be what they consider the first family of the whiskey business kind of, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it is. it's true. I mean, you have Josh Phillips on here is the husband. He is a, is in the single barrel plant in Lynchburg, Tennessee at the Jack Daniels headquarters and distillery. And then Lexi Phillips, his bride is the assistant master distiller, which she's been on the podcast before. I and and no offense to you, Josh, because I know that you've been in tons of motion pictures with your voice and voiceover for <laughs> cartoons and stuff. Yeah, but, but your 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 wife is becoming a national icon right before your face. You know, she like, is. You're watching her become this local celebrity and then a national celebrity. Like the whiskey business is 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 it been kind of like the old adage of women not allowed in the past? Because like this is a big deal for a woman, right, Josh, to be the assistant yep. master distiller. It is. On her a little bit, John.
1: Oh, hey, that, that's my woman right there. <laughs> I I am her biggest fan, man. I I love uh watching her grow into this position. It's been it's been great.
0: Is it is it something, Lexi, that hasn't been done much in the past? Is have have other distillers or the bourbon Trello Kentucky have women been more intricately involved before? Um, maybe not so much in Jack Daniels, but in other other whiskeys and bourbons?
2: Yes. Now, me being the first woman here at Jack Daniels, there's been many other trailblazing women that have done this with other distilleries. Um, You know, Elizabeth McCall at Woodford Reserve, she's the assistant master distiller there. And I mean, she's been in that role for years. Um, You know, there's been several women who have done this and I'm just, you know, really thankful for them um, being the trailblazers, sitting at the men's table just to kind of get our voice back in the game.
0: Yeah, I think that that's important of the voice back in the game. And I, um, <laughs> let's talk about whiskey to start this off, Josh and Les- Le- Lexi. Um, whiskey is different than bourbon. How so? Let's put this out on the table that Tennessee whiskey is not bourbon, or it is bourbon but it has this in it. Why does it say whiskey and why, why is it not a bourbon? I don't know. Who wants to answer that? <laughs>
1: but that's, I, I that's like, the great debate. I feel it's the like great debate.
2: It's the great debate. <laughs> it is, it is, you know, I mean, um, so we are, we follow all the regulations to be a bourbon. That is something, you know, you're distilled below 160 proof, you're bottled above 80, uh, using a mash of at least 51% corn. Um, you uh let's see aged in a new charred oak barrel so we we follow all the regulations plus we do the Lincoln County process which is our charcoal mellowing and being made here in Tennessee so i think that's you know being bourbon regulations plus added on the Tennessee whiskey regulations so what is the uh the saying i always get this halfway backwards you know all bourbon is whiskey but not all whiskey is bourbon Okay, yeah, I pulled that one off good. <laughs> so <clears throat> that's really, really what it falls uh, under. Cause there's like, imagine it as almost umbrellas on the, um, looking at it from the whiskey lens. It's like there's American whiskey and then un- under that falls bourbon as a category. And then below that will fall a Tennessee whiskey. So you got to so, meet all the regulations above you.
0: Do you, do you, when you start talking about there's there's different tiers of the the bourbon the whiskey and then the Tennessee whiskey or is it whiskey bourbon and then the Tennessee whiskey I, I don't know what you just said but is is Tennessee whiskey the least likely to be made in our country as far as spirits go in the in in the whiskey column or the bourbon column is it is it the least distillers out of all those three
2: yeah, it really would be just because Tennessee Tennessee whiskey can only, of course, be made in Tennessee, um, where bourbon, a lot of people think you can only make that in Kentucky, uh, that can be made across the states. So, you know, we are a much smaller just land area um, that there's going to be less distillers. But I will say, you know, in the last decade we've had an enormous growth of um tennessee distillers making tennessee whiskey so that it's it's really that's an exciting thing to see that growth because that means people are still really excited about whiskey you know
0: okay josh so listening to your wife talk about the excitement of whiskey what is it that is different about jack daniels tennessee sour mash Whiskey. Is it those two words, the sour mash? Is it what Lexi just touched on? Is the charcoal, the charcoaling process? What makes Jack Daniels so significant? And I'm going to, I'm going to end my question by saying this. I just can't drink anything else. Like, it's not that I'm so loyal to a brand. It's that I just love it so much. Like, it's that good. Like, always has been. Before I was part of the Jack Daniels family and Jack Daniels team, I I felt the exact same way, I promise you. There was the college days where I might have a seven and seven, which I totally regret looking back on it. But, uh. but there's something different about these whiskeys. What is it, yep. Josh, that makes Jack Daniels stand apart? And it is mass produced, which is every, yep. you know, here's my cup that I'm drinking out of this morning. This is a great <laughs> saying. <laughs> I, I, I also have the sign on in, in my studio. I have the sign hanging up, but... Every day we make it, we'll make it the best we can. What is it different? What is it different about Jack Daniels, Josh Phillips?
1: You know, I I know this, you know, for me, it's like, uh, like I, I love the liquid part of it, love every bit of it. But it's for me, it's whenever I think of Jack Daniels, I think of coming down to Lynchburg, just like you said. I feel like that sets us apart from a lot of others. Cause I mean, you come down here, whenever you come down here, you feel like family. Uh, you know, whenever I come down here every day, uh, you know, I feel like family, uh, you know, we all know each other down here. Uh, it's just, it, it is a great place to work. The town is amazing. Um, uh, so, you know, that, that's what I really focus on is that sets us apart is the experience that you get whenever you come to Lynchburg, Tennessee.
0: When you when you start thinking about the fact, this is a fact, right, Lexi, I want you to to, to confirm my my fact that I'm about the state because I have a lot of opinions that I talk my team into <laughs> that they are facts now. But I believe this is a fact that Jack is sold in somewhere around one hundred and seventy countries and that every single drop is made in this tiny little town of Lynchburg, Tennessee. Is this true?
2: every single drop is made right here in Lynchburg, Tennessee. Yes. So I don't care if you're drinking it here in Tennessee or if you're drinking it in Japan, London, Arkansas, it all started right here in Lynchburg. And uh, you know, that's something that a lot of people sometimes have a hard time believing um, because you come to this tiny town where there's one, (laughs) one red light, you know, over half of the people here are related to somebody else that works here um, and they're like, there, there's just no way. But they, they don't really think about it as we've taken 157 years to grow to this volume. And also, you know, we're a 24-7 operation. You know, it, it takes a lot to actually get out every drop that we do. Um, and every year, you know, we, we continue to grow. But that's, that's really uh, the fun part about, you know, to Josh's point about bringing people to Lynchburg. They're like, Wow. This is absolutely amazing because, I mean, we're using it part science, part art, but a well-oiled machine, no matter what you call it.
0: When, when you talk about quality control, though, I would assume that that is just such a huge component. Of having everything on campus to where you know there's several beer companies that are iconic brands that have breweries per se in several different locations, and I'm not saying that their QC's not there. They've probably have inst you know they've put practices in place that make sure that the quality control there because you don't want to open a can that was made out of this brewery and be like, well, that doesn't <coughs> taste like the can that I had when I was back on the other side of the Mississippi, you know, for example. So as far as quality control goes, talk to me, Josh. You work right there in the midst of it every day quality control you work in the single barrel plant like single barrel is uh, is the high-end jack daniels there's there's some higher ones out there but as far as the mass-produced high-end jack daniels single barrel is it what talk to me about quality control and, and how having every drop produced right there in lynchburg is key
1: yes i mean you know just even at single barrel i mean We've got to make sure everything is perfect before it goes into the bottle. And, you know, that's where I'm at. I'm in single barrel processing. So, uh, you know, what we do is we extract that whiskey out of each individual barrel uh, and we get that whiskey ready to go into the bottle. You know, uh, we're checking proofs, uh, making sure everything is good with it. Uh, And then we also, you know, I've been a taster for right around 11 years. So, uh, so we actually taste each individual barrel to make sure it is good to go before it goes out.
0: Man, what a lucky guy. It's 11 years <laughs> as it takes. <laughs> and, and I think uh, that you're what? You're. You're 32 years old, so you've been one since you were legally uh, able to be a taster. Are you about 32? Well, aren't you?
1: I'm. I'm. I'm glad that uh, you think I'm 32. I, I hope I look 32.
0: You do, buddy. You look but, good. Uh, 30.
1: Look 35, good. and I got my start here whenever I was 19 years old.
0: Dang, so 10 I, years I've, old. I've I've, years uh, old. I've been here for a little while. 10 years older than your bride. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I'm not even gonna dispute that. <laughs> When you, when, you, when you think about what you two have going on, yeah. I love how Josh supports. Ever since I've met Josh, he becomes a fan favorite, a friend favorite in a heartbeat. Lexi, you know that. That's why you're oh, with yeah. him. Is, is that you can't <laughs> deny the fact of how sweet this man is. Um, but to be the first couple of, of whiskey, which I call you guys, if I wrote an article, <laughs> and that's what I'm going to name my podcast, is this is the first family the, of, of whiskey if I do get clearance from Jack Daniels and the PR team uh, to do so. But when you think about what's being done, um, the accomplishments being made by Lexi Josh, um, you start to get other opportunities that arise. And I and you guys can always correct me if I take the timeline out of place a little bit, but Uh, there's been several series that have come out with Tennessee tasters stuff that, that a squire might get, that might not be sold at retail. There's, there's a lot of things that go on that Lexi or yourself could be involved in. I know that you're in the single barrel plant, but Lexi's involved in a lot of things with Chris Fletcher and the other distillers there at Jack Daniels headquarters in Lynchburg. Um, what what is the talks like? I'm leading into what I'm about to show on the screen here for everybody watching on YouTube. What how how does this start? Um, we're not going to go into my favorite because that almost started a fight in uh, Lynchburg a couple months ago. Um, but but how did how do these different series come about lexi and josh how do the talks go to come out with a, a new tennessee tasters is it something that it might be a different wood in a barrel it might be a different aging process it might be a rack that somebody forgot about in one of the whiskey barrel houses talk to me about how these series come about and then i want to parlay that into what we're looking at right here the brand new 2022 jack daniels <laughs> distillery series these are the rise the oak and the maple barrel rise one is lexi's one is josh's we going to get into that it it did start a little bit of a family competition here but but how do these talks start Lexi and Josh
2: well I will say I mean there's a it doesn't start by accident so I know you've thrown in there you know maybe a rick of whiskey that somebody forgot about or lost I mean, if you're losing barrels in warehouses, I mean, I don't know, you need to check on your management style, (laughs) but but it's a very thoughtful process. You know, um, I'll say like to, to, for mine, it was, um, we knew we wanted to do something with rye and a finishing whiskey versus like starting a new grain bill. Um, it's a little easier. I mean, if I start a new grain bill, it's going to be five, seven, 10 years down the road before we can even taste it. If we do a finishing. Um, Then we can taste those results within nine uh, months to two years. So um, we've got this rye that's, you know, around about five years old and we're like, let's put it into um, different kinds of wood and see kind of what those expressions come out to be. So mine was supposed to be released, um, right when we came into COVID. (laughs) So that kind of put a halt to that. Uh, so mine got a little extra time in the secondary barrel, the finishing barrel. Um, and we'd already had the idea that we were going to put some rye whiskey in a maple barrel. Um, so it, as, The COVID kind of stretched out our time frame, we ended up having to change bottles so that's where the redesign of the package really kind of came in from Tennessee Tasters to now Distillery Series, the bottles a little bit taller, Um, they really just stopped making that stock bottle so we kind of had to pivot and decided to redesign. But back to where these ideas kind of come from, we have uh, an innovation council between me and Fletcher and a few others that are on there that are just trying to generate some of these ideas because, I mean, you're dealing with just a few natural ingredients that you can... um, uh, Just a few natural ingredients that you were working with that pushes just a little bit of flavor in there. So... That's really kind of where it starts. We do small projects like this, like these were between 30 and 50 barrels and, um, and just kind of see how it goes, see how the market likes it. Um, and that's really what tells us a lot on what we can do on bigger releases in the future.
0: So Josh, if, if, um, if you want Lexi to answer this, I, you can, but I would, re- I want you to talk about, uh, cause your knowledge on whiskey is very deep too. Mm-hmm. You probably are going to be a master distiller someday, if I had to guess, and then that will truly, or an assistant to the master distiller. We'll uh, I, I, I like I'll probably one.
1: just I'll probably just be the husband of the uh, assistant distiller. So uh, my, my
2: security guard, at least. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. There
1: we go. I'm ho- hoping to bump up to security guard. That'd be great.
0: I could see him being a gentle giant. I wouldn't want to make yeah. Josh mad. He's yeah, so exactly. sweet. But- but yeah. what is rye josh you work in the single barrel plant but what is a guy or a girl walks into their liquor store to get their favorite spirit and they see Jack Old number seven sitting there with the black label yep. but then you look over here and there's a you know a tannish with a green a green border green outline mm-hmm. label of rye and then of course if you can get your hands on these the distillery, ser- distillery series the maple and oak rye um what is rye
1: so so the rye is actually a different grain bill So it is 70% rye, uh, 18% corn, and 12% malt. So it is a different grain bill than what our regular grain bill is. And And I I love it. I I am like, rye is my go-to.
0: These are, are, is there a distinct difference between these two? Oh, man. And and the normal rye, the, the standard rye?
2: Think so, absolutely. Um, the you know one of them just pushes some of the sweeter sweeter flavors. The other ones more bold oak. Um, so I mean, truly, I mean, as the name describes on both of them, there's it's kind of like starting at your baseline of regular rye, um, whether that's our ninety proof just regular rye as you were just describing, or our single barrel rye at ninety four. Both of ours were released at one hundred and one, so that's a little more umph behind it if you will and adding a little bit of uh that flight natural flavor from the wood
0: with so the grain bill is different the label says rye straight tennessee rye whiskey mm-hmm. instead of just tennessee sour mash whiskey exactly th- because of the grain bill so is sour i assume that sour mash is still used in the rye offerings though correct or incorrect
2: It is. It is. It's just um, kind of the wording on the label has to be very specific for the TTB. And as a straight rye whiskey, um, it's been aged at least um, four years. So that kind of that terminology is just widely used um, on bottles to let you know it's been aged at least four years. And it is a rye whiskey, which is at least 51 percent rye grain.
0: At least 51% rye grain. Yeah. Okay. So let's get down to the nitty gritty of what we're here to talk about. (laughs) The distillery series. um, What is going on with this thing? I think I have a, somebody snuck into one of my bottles that I'm not happy about.
1: Surely Um, not.
0: (laughs) Which one is yours, Lexi? I'm going to do this so neutral because I don't want to start. I don't want to go into what my brother Clint's who's a connoisseur of whiskey and the rise are his favorite he's a he's a he's a man of old fashions everywhere he goes he Mm. brings an old-fashioned kit with him which has become my favorite whiskey drink when they're done right especially with some smoked smoked wood chips yes it's an amazing drink um so talk it, let's start ladies first. What was yours and how did you decide? Why, why did you pick the one you did Lexi? And and, and I know you said it came out, it was supposed to be introduced to, to the the consumer right before COVID came, which would have been March of 2020. So this is kind of a, a, a dated project a little bit before the release.
2: It was, you know, um, I'll say I really liked that one. Cause I got to sample it over the course of about a year and a half, waiting on our bottle structure and label and everything for that, <laughs> like that to get in line. Um, Cause I, I too, I'm a fan of honestly all of our grain bills, but that one is, it's just something a little special with that rye. It gives you the sweet to spicy um, character and adding it into a, that second barrel of being high toast, no char that high toast process is one that caramelizes those wood sugars, starts breaking down the lignins in the wood, allowing those flavors to be able to, to come out into the whiskey. Um, and really he, when he asked if I, uh, when Fletcher asked if I'd like to be a taster on it, uh, it's like, well, yeah, let, let me taste it and we'll see, you know, that's kind of how, how they fall out. Um, and we did ended up doing the same, same for, uh, for Josh with the maple, it's like, it kind of, kind of came to fruition that we may end up having to release a couple of these at once. So, uh, I will definitely give Fletcher that full credit of, he's like, you think Josh might want to, uh, have his name on a bottle, be one of our tasters. I'm like, yeah, guaranteed. So the his and hers was, uh, was his idea, but I think it, it turned into a really, really fun part of it.
0: Yeah, man dude. you talk it gives me chills thinking about how much fun it, it i I could you know being a part of the small part of it i've been with it you know just being able to taste it and drink it and be around you guys to celebrate it it's just such a cool thing and then to actually look at the bottle and see your signature on there josh and <laughs> yeah. your signature on this one lexi so i want to ask real quick on the label it says a a high toast barrel high toast maple barrel high toast oak barrel um Again, correct me if I'm wrong, but when I've been to the, the Cooperage in Alabama, they talk about toasting and the Sinatra has a high toast on it. The barrels that the Sinatra goes into or do all barrels. I'm trying to figure out the, the, what, I, what my memory might be serving me incorrectly, but talk to me about what toasting is as far as the wood and inside that barrel
2: right just a little clarification the sinatra has our normal toast and char and then it has the grooves routed out in there the
0: grooves routed out okay
2: so all of our barrels do receive a toast and a char um This one, these two specifically just really, uh, received about a toast that was about three times as long as our normal toasting process and then no, no char on them. So think of the toasting process, it's radiant heat. Think of literally the inside of your toaster. That's kind of what's happening inside that barrel. It's radiant heat, no open flames. And then a char is open flames. So both of these had that radiant heat with no open flame
0: with no open flame. So yeah. you don't actually see the flame coming out of the top of the barrel in the barrel process is what you're saying.
2: Right, right. So when it comes off of what we call toasting pods, um it's really fascinating because it you can it smells like toasted marshmallow. So when I say it caramelizes those wood sugars, I mean you can smell it the second it comes off what it's done to that wood.
0: Josh, how important is the barreling process i'm leading you into the color and -hmm. what lexi touches on with these caramelizations and these flavors Mm -hmm. to me i was blown away when i first learned a while back of what whiskey looks like when it goes in to a jack daniels barrel and i want you to talk about you know you guys mentioned new barrels is it true josh talk about that a jack daniels barrel is only used one time before it's sent off to another you know another consumer another user another venue whatever it is but they're only used for jack daniels whiskey one time but how important is that wood josh and that barreling process to the overall flavor and presentation of jack daniels
1: well you know i i think that it 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 means a lot and i mean with our two whiskeys you can really see how much it means because i mean we've got you know, close to the same whiskey. We've got both of them are rye whiskeys, except Lexi's was finished in a high toast oak. Mine was finished in a high toast maple barrel. So, I mean, you can taste the difference so much just because of those barrels, just because of the natural wood. It uh, it blows my mind. And, I, you know, I I'm, I'm pretty sure Fletcher, whenever he thought about this, he was thinking that I am a sweetheart. So uh, I think that's why he gave me the maple in, instead of Lexi.
0: So <laughs> is, is, Lexi is the maple a little bit lighter in color when when you talk about the wood and the barreling process. Am I wrong on that, or are they pretty close to the same? It looks to me like the maple's a tad bit lighter in color.
2: It is just a tad bit lighter. You know, like I said, mine had been in that secondary barrel um, almost two years, and. The, you know, his because of the nature of maple wood itself was only in that secondary barrel uh, nine months, roundabout nine to ten months. Um, so even though the ages were were close to the same, you know, you just uh, didn't get as much of. I don't know. I'm going to say the barrel impact on there on the color just because of that.
0: Mainly because of the time frame that it uh, was that it stayed in the barrel.
2: Yes, yeah, because um, maple, it just, it does not like to hold whiskey, um, and just for f- full-blown clarification, because there's both out there, some people have maple-finished whiskey, and it's finished in barrels that had held maple syrup. This, what we are doing, is one that is just maple wood, like a maple tree growing, um, so just for, for, for that clarification but the maple wood does not contain the same properties of american white oak to where it is not very liquid tight so in those nine to ten months in the second barrel he lost as much as i lost in mine over the course of two years
0: now when you say two years and you said i believe you said secondary barrel correct so it was transferred and it sat in the secondary because it has to be four years minimum correct To, to to be considered a tennessee whiskey right right so So it was four years and then two years in a secondary barrel so this this oak barrel i'm not trying to interrupt you sorry um Is six years old
2: roundabout it was actually closer to five years um before we transferred to the second barrel um but the funny thing on using uh finishing barrels secondary barrels whatever you want to say according to ttb government um Once it leaves that first barrel, age stops. So if I if I aged that rye whiskey for five years in a barrel and then put it in a second barrel for an additional fifteen years, it's still a five year old whiskey.
0: Wow, that's really interesting. Is that
2: not wild? So yeah. So the oldest we can say that is is I'm going to say between four and five years old. I think it was a little closer to five.
0: And was that this? And Josh's was closer to four exact
2: his was closer to four and a half and I fall between four and a half and five.
0: Yep. Five. So that's where probably a little bit more of the color comes. And when you say stuff like maple doesn't like to hold whiskey, is that mean that it's going to become more (laughs) porous, that more of that whiskey is going to evaporate through it? And you're, when you go to bottle that barrel, you're going to open it up and be like, Oh, wow. We, there, there's not going to be as many bottles out of this barrel as there might be on an oak barrel.
2: Exactly. So I think if you took just a teeny tiny sliver of American white oak, and you looked at this under a microscope, you would see something it's called tylosis. it looks like almost little bubbles in the wood. That's the property that really helps it hold liquid. Um, like red oaks, they don't have that maple wood doesn't have that. Um, so that comes into into play when you're trying to choose a, a I'll say a finishing barrel.
0: Okay. So when the first family of whiskey goes into this project, did you guys have any idea what was, how well received this was going to be? I know you were both tasters and I know you're both very confident in what you do. And I know that you're both very loyal to the best number one whiskey brand of all time. The most iconic spirits brand of all time is Jack Daniels. In my humble opinion, Josh, I see smiling at me. You know, I got some humble opinions. (laughs) But when you see things like this, Lexi and Josh, can you see that? Or is that light killing it? Oh, I, oh, I, I know it.
2: what it is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so oh. this this announcement got me fired up last week. Like I was bragging to people in my hunt camps, in my kitchens, at <laughs> my like, you know, I'm like, look at this. Look at what Josh and Lexi did. And mm-hmm. and then, I mean, you go on down from bonded to suit to triple mash and everything that y'all are putting out there with the single barrels. Like we can go, we're going to go through a few of these, but the best new American rye whiskeys for 2022 Is both of your bottles on there? (laughs) So cool! What is this? this? I know it's so cool. And congratulations, first and foremost. But what does that mean? Like, like it is the best rye whiskey in America. Um, What does it mean to you guys to accomplish that? I I see the smirks on your faces, but that's pretty freaking cool, isn't it?
2: (laughs) It is. It is almost. It almost leaves you speechless. You know, I think the one thing as amazing as this is, and you know, I think I said this probably on, on the first podcast with you. When you're here in Lynchburg and you work here every day, you almost forget how big things with Jack really are. Um, and I think that was, we didn't really think about how big it was going to go out into the market, but we had an absolute blast with it here in Lynchburg. And I, <laughs> I think that really, that really helped too. So Josh, I want you to tell uh, a few of the ways that you kind of helped, uh, helped grow your side.
1: Oh, I, I don't know about that. You know? Oh yeah.
0: He was calling me <laughs> saying, Hey, he, he was what you call Pat, the vote. Uh,
1: we we did man we we had fun with this oh my gosh we uh i mean everybody we've come across hey which one's your favorite which one's your favorite so uh and of course you know people
2: down to the tank room asking them oh absolutely
1: absolutely i mean i wouldn't even give them time to think i'd put two cups in front of them all right which one you like better and i mean it just throwing for a loop man but i chad i know you were down for the barbecue and, uh, of course, you know, I, I'm, I'm playing security guard. I'm, I'm trying out this, uh, new position maybe that, uh, <laughs> I can watch over Lexi. But, uh, so she tells me, she's like, yeah, you know, I gotta, I gotta go hand out awards. I'm like, well, how long is that going to take? She said, I'll probably be up there for a couple hours. I'm like, man, okay. You know, so I'm just kind of sticking around, walking around, love the barbecue, been doing that for years. But I thought, you know what, this is a prime opportunity for me to go to the bottle shop, go sign some bottles. Because, of course, I mean, you know, somebody comes into the bottle shop and I mean, they see, you know, both bottles. Hey, I've got to say most people buy both bottles, but there are some people that come through that, you know, they're just going to buy one or the other. Well, of course you're gonna buy the one that's got the signature on it. Yeah. So, uh, oh hey, boy, I, I was I was wearing it out. I was signing every bottle I could in there.
2: <laughs> you, we had we had everybody kind of like calling and giving us updates. You know, Angie yeah. from the bottle shop. Um, I think she was on Josh's speed dial on how, who sold more today. Yeah. So she, she'd, uh, give us daily updates on who was, uh, selling more and kind of doing <laughs> a little better. I will say, I think Josh, uh, sold the most, but I sold out first.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> in, in my opinion, as far as labeling goes, and if it's the, you know, if it's not a connoisseur of whiskey or rye whiskeys and there might just be a, I don't even know what you call it. Just like a, uh. Uh, uh, It's a hobbyist, I guess, maybe dabbles in whiskey has always heard about going to Lynchburg. They take the tour. I mean, maple to me is more uh, appealing as far as flavor goes. When you put a maple tree up against an oak tree, neither one of that matters. But when you start talking about what you said with syrups and sugars and and the different things that maple flavoring brings to the overall palate. I mean, you don't really eat like oak cereal or you don't eat oak, you know, you eat a lot of things that are that are that are flavored maple. Yep. So I could see Lexi that he probably had that head start too. Plus he's in there signing and exactly. you know he's, he's he's a politician, man. He gets in there and he freaking that's runs it. a campaign. He uh, runs the Josh Phillips campaign.
1: Mixing and mingling with everybody, you know. Oh, they I was hugging people, taking pictures, man. It was it was great.
0: Come I'm over cool there thing. working for hours straight. <laughs> She's over there handing out big old barrel heads uh, to the barbecue yeah. champions <laughs> yeah exactly which, which how cool is it to see christy get fifth place in the brisket oh my I gosh Man, that, was, that awesome. was
2: awesome yeah that was gosh so i was good. so thrilled with that
0: i don't know if you guys have listened to my episode with her of jack daniels presents this life ain't for everybody with christy um hanover on her fifth place finish with the brisket but um it's a big deal and it, it is and, and to hear her talk about her 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 whole process and how she's grown into this she hasn't been competing very long yeah, And um, it's just so neat to see like now her focus might go to chicken or pork. And I was lucky enough to be a judge in the 2022 Jack Daniels smoke in the hollow uh, world championship barbecue. And man, you talk about passion. Holy smokes. It's, oh, yeah. it's such a neat, I don't, I don't know if it's probably the most accredited or most what is the word I'm looking for, Lexi? Like it's the barbecue champ? Yeah, the most prestigious barbecue yeah. title that these pitmasters want to win. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. it's amazing what Jack Daniels has done with that competition. Um, but that's, you know, going back to what you guys were talking about, the bottle shop and Miss Mary Bobos and the tours. I've seen Lexi get standing ovations on tours. I've seen people run <laughs> up to her. Um, I have. I've really seen it with my own eyes. Um, what a cool part of our country. What a cool story, the coolest of histories, um, the most iconic of brands. I've had a representation of the Jack Daniels brand on the podcast for the last three years, and one of the guests told me that it's the most coveted and most tattooed logo of any brand in the country with consensus taken from tattoo parlors. Harley-Davidson yeah. being number two. Like Harley-Davidson is what you would think somebody would get tattooed on, you know, with the, the microphone. <laughs> but, when you, but, but when you go to Sturges, and I know Lexi, was, you guys were there for your first time <laughs> mm-hmm. last year people walking into the Jack Daniels tent all the time, pulling up their sleeves and saying, you see these Jack Daniels tattoos, it blows my mind. So to be there and to meet Kevin, you know, Kevin Sanders, the barrel man, and to meet all of these different characters, Jack Daniels has created characters out of this simple little community of Lynchburg, Tennessee. And that's the coolest part of the story going back to every drop being produced there. But man, the personality and the welcoming, the heartfelt country down home, welcoming that if you're here, your family and nobody well, gets shut. Isn't that the neatest?
2: I absolutely yeah. love that. Cause I, I got to change just one word. You said, uh, I think it's that we created these personalities. I think that's the best part about it is we didn't create them. The authenticity of the people here, the people you mentioned, I mean, that's truly their real spirit that they just want to share with the world. You know, Kevin Sanders, I mean, my God, his heart is just as good as gold. And I I guarantee he could hold a conversation just with a brick wall. (laughs) I I absolutely love that man and just the amount of stories that he has. So I, I think, the people behind the brand, you know, like Josh had said earlier, the people of the community and the people behind the brand, they are what make it what it, what it is. Because even though, you know, we are the one of the most tattooed brands in the world, um, you know, there's a lot of people that love the story, the history, everything Jack Daniels, but they're not even drinkers. You know, they just, it's so much more than a whiskey. And and that just it it blows my mind getting to travel around and talk to these people. I mean, it's it's truly a beautiful thing.
0: I couldn't agree more, and I'm glad that you correct me. It, it's it's the characters there. Um, you know, you, I've been to autograph signings with the biggest of celebrities from athletics to country music. You want to see an autograph signing? Go see Kevin Barrelman <laughs> in the in the Bottle Shop at in Sturgis, <laughs> South Dakota, in the yes. liquor store there. I mean, it's unreal. People will line up to get him to sign a barrelhead or a bottle or a chip or a coaster or, 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 you know, all of the different things that this man makes in his meal and his wood shop. I mean, he is an absolute icon, but it's, it's, it's so neat to, to be so welcomed by a brand. And I, and I'm not saying that there's not other brands out there that do it, but I'd be, it'd be hard fought for me to find one that, that, that has that same, that same uh, culture, the culture of Lynchburg is why, you know, like. Here's, here's how I'm going to put this, and you two tell me if I'm wrong on this. The last thing I need to do is take another week out of my life to go to Sturgis, South Dakota, or to go to another barbecue championship in Lynchburg, Tennessee. My daughter, my jobs, my brands, the time, the, the hustle and bustle of life. But I, I will never say no, because it's like, if I miss those, I feel like I miss, my heart will be like, oh my God, I just I just got dumped you know like 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 you know what it's like that 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 would it would hurt that's how that's what those events have 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 come to know. now I'm not saying I go to everyone I don't go to all of the music events and I don't go to every rodeo that Jack Daniels is involved in I don't go I'm not saying that but when when the ones that I've been invited to like the barbecue and Sturgis like I don't know if I could ever miss them I really don't it'd have to be something pretty big and and hopefully someday my family is there to where I can start bringing them and introduce them to the Jack Daniels brand because like Lexi alluded to even if you're not a drinker even if you don't like whiskey, the story, the people, the characters, this, the culture of this brand is unbelievable. So thank you for saying that, Lexi Phillips. This one here is pretty cool for the other guy on the other side of the screen, the, 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 the husband in the relationship. Mr. Check Jack. this one out, Mister Josh. Will yep. you please look at this one? Let's mm-hmm. see what we got. Okay, I'll read it. Number <laughs> right. two. Number two of top 100 American whiskeys for 2022, small batch, special release, Tennessee whiskey of (laughs) Coy Hill.
1: Yep. Um, Love it.
0: Is this considered a single barrel? barrel, Coy Hill, is it considered a single barrel? And what is Coy Hill and what does this mean? Small batch, I understand this, but number two whiskey in America. Like this is unbelievable Unreal. for a mass produced whiskey. And I'm not saying small batch is, but this is Jack Daniels. You could get Jack Daniels in the, in the, the, the biggest, most prestigious hotels and nightclubs in the world. You can get Jack Daniels on the most prestigious lodges and hunting lodges and fishing camps and cruise ships, but you can also get it in the darkest of places. Man. <laughs> Jack, Jack, <laughs> J- Jack Daniels is everywhere and enjoy it, it responsibly. Is. Never allow underage drinking. We stress that in every yep. podcast exactly. that we do is that it's all about all about moderation and enjoying it responsibly and jack daniels always stresses this and every drop or drip that it that it produces in lynchburg tennessee but what is coy hill josh phillips and what does it mean to have the number two of the top 100 american whiskeys for 2022
1: well you know what man the the coy hill was just a hit i absolutely loved it uh you know seeing that come through single barrel processing was unbelievable and I I feel like that's one part of my job that I love is that before these products hit the shelf and I mean Lexi can can attest to this too but you know before they hit the shelf we know what's coming we don't know how it's going to be perceived from consumers but we know that hey my gosh this is this is unbelievable so to be able to be some of the first people to taste uh, the Koi Hill that came out. I mean, that was, that was so cool. I mean, it, it goes back to our whiskeys, you know, mine and Lexi's whiskeys, tasting those before they came out and, you know, just seeing everybody's, uh, you know, reaction to these whiskeys and seeing that that was the, you know, number two whiskey, um, uh, you know, from, from that,
0: uh, who, whoever, whoever that was, uh, was that- the award was Fred's, yeah. Okay. Fred Mitty, yep. Yeah. Yep.
1: So, so being his uh, second favorite whiskey, I mean, dude, that is that is awesome. That is amazing to know that that I had a part in it. Lexi had a part in it. And everybody else that I know down here at Jack Daniels, we all had a part in it from, from I mean, from everything the distilling process of it uh, to the bottling, the processing, the shipping. I mean, ev- everybody, everybody had a part in it. And you know that's something that we can all celebrate. Um, I got a little little long winded there, but you know the the coy, the coy, the hill. You know I'm a talker, man. I, I like to talk.
0: I'm pretty uh, sure that out of all three of our voices, that the listeners are going to want your voice. No <laughs> but, I'm
1: taking. I'm good. But, but Josh, uh,
0: J- Josh has just got that voice. It's captivating.
1: <laughs> but no, the uh, you know the coy hill that that was something I feel like that came uh you know that's an innovation thing that came from chris and and lexi you know something that they've worked on uh but you know Coy hill came from um our north track that is uh warehouse 108 and 113 uh so that's some of the highest points in lynchburg so the, i mean they sit up on top of a hill um and typically they they provide some really good whiskey um but, yeah, Coy Hill, man, one of, uh, one of my favorite whiskeys that's come through.
2: What about uh, the proof ranges, dear?
1: Oh, gosh, yeah. I mean, the, the proofs were unreal. Uh, you know, on the small batch, they were, what did they range? 100 and, gosh, I think 45 to
2: 155.
1: Yeah, the highest one was 155.1. I mean, I've I've never seen that. In any whiskey, I'm not real sure if if that's a fact or not, but I've never seen that in another whiskey, a proof being that high. And I am, I feel like I'm a, like, I love my go-to is Jack Daniel's single barrel, barrel proof. Just me. I mean, we all have different palates. We all enjoy whiskey, you know, in different ways. Uh, I feel like there's no wrong way to enjoy it. Uh, but I am I'm I'm I like the higher proof stuff so I mean whenever Coy Hill came out and I mean we're seeing you know processing seeing 140 145 150 I'm like man this is awesome so uh so yeah man I I absolutely loved loved the Coy Hill it was great
0: well, obviously the folks at Fred Minnick did also number yeah. two American <laughs> whiskey um Lexi, hearing Josh talk with that much passion about a project that he and you, of course, being the assistant master distiller involved in, will you please educate the listening audience and viewing audience real quick on when Josh says, I might go to are the higher proofs. Okay. So that 155 proof is going to be somewhere, you know, 77% alcohol. Um, we want to be careful when we're drinking this type of proof. Obviously, everything is, is done in moderation, like I just talked about, but how do you taste whiskey? I've been to Napa. I've been to tastings in a a bunch of different vineyards. I've been to several food tastings. All right. Like I loved cooking and I love different, you know, dabbling and tasting in different things and whiskey tasting. um, There's a science to it. There's there. You're using your tongue, your palate, the fatty tissues of your mouth. Um, You want to be clean the clean palate you want to rinse out with water like at the barbecue for example they had us eating little you know the, seafood crackers, 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 in between, the, yeah. the crackers in between to clean our palate and sushi restaurants that's what the gingers use mm-hmm. for us so you taste the difference between a high-end ahi is to a salmon or a yellowtail or something people just go in there and eat the ginger because they think you're supposed to but there is there is a job of that, that ginger, but how do you taste whiskey? Like when Josh says my favorite go-tos are the higher proof stuff, you can't just sit, th- you're not going to buy a hundred dollar bottle of whiskey and then mix it with Jack and Coke and just slam it. Like, no. how do you, how do you drink that whiskey?
2: So I'm going to, I'm going to talk on a, in f- through a couple different lenses here. Um, if I'm talking about like at work, if we're tasting, you know, single barrel barrel proofs, um, they will, if we're selecting with customers, I always encourage people to try it at proof, which right now they're falling right around 130 plus or minus on proof. And, um, and then kind of once you get your idea, you can add a little bit of water wherever you want it to be. And then that kind of helps them decide which direction they want to go in one of their three samples. If I'm tasting for the master taster panel, which decides if a single barrel gets to graduate If a barrel gets to graduate to the single barrel program, then those are actually going to be cut down to about 40 proof. Um, So they add um, reverse osmosis water, cut that down, and that's where we will smell for the most part and then taste as needed. Um, It's just a little easier if you've got 30 samples in front of you for it to be cut down to proof to where you're not just pretty well killing your taste buds on the first few samples. Now, one more way, if I'm drinking, just, um, having a sip of whiskey on the back porch with Josh at home, you know, we're both whiskey, neat drinkers. Um, and, and like you said, I mean, this is, if, if we have a bottle of barrel barrel proof at home, um, this is something we're going to have a glass of, uh, to your point in moderation. I mean, that's, that is wholly true. Um, that, You're sitting there. We're trying to pick out different flavors. So how you really do it, just so happen to have a glass of whiskey here. (laughs) You Really, I mean, the color is a huge part of it. You look at the color. A lot of times a darker color is going to be a little bit more bold. Um, The smell of it. You swap side to side in your nostrils because one of your nostrils is going to work better than the other on day to day. So you see which one you're going to pick up a little better on. Then when you go into tasting, especially high proofs, but all whiskeys in general, less is more. So truly, just a thimbleful. I mean, just 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 enough to coat your tongue. Um, because a lot of people, I think, from when they started drinking whiskey, you know, there wasn't this um, kind of picking apart flavors. So you're used to pretty much going A straight down to B. You want to go all over your palate. You want it down the sides. You want it all over the back. But There's barely going to be any left to swallow because you're just wanting to coat your palate. Um, so the less is more. That is the biggest amount, the, the biggest thing that I can tell people. If you want to be able to pick up more flavors, you literally have to drink less in each sip. Uh, and that's that's how we... we always enjoy it and love talking about the different flavors of the whiskeys that we can pick out because you'd be amazed at how big a difference that makes
0: why do you have that whiskey on your desk right now is this part of your job detail that you get to <laughs> taste the whiskey at two o'clock in the afternoon uh, you know,
2: quality control it's around round the clock kind of thing doing tasting <laughs> notes and different things like that um so yeah tasting notes is, a, is a, it's a big thing
0: so is that little glass that i recognize that glass that's exactly what if you do um treat yourself to this experience that lexi and josh have touched on the single barrel programs available in lynchburg um i've i've participated in it several times i know lots of businesses and brands have done the same thing to where you get to go down and take three different samples and sit down and get to know the people lynchburg and be educated on this process that lexi's explaining right now on on tasting and using the different parts of your senses smell and taste to and sight to look at the color of these to to get your own barrel they all come with a little medallion on there that have your logo or your family name on it and you get every bottle that comes out of that barrel that you choose it's an awesome program the prices range Um, the education on it is so cool to sit down and learn but if you're interested in the barrel program we can uh, get you all that information right here at info at this life ain't for everybody. Or you can look it up on the Jack Daniels website, jackdaniels.com. But the barrel program is something that we are very proud of. And I'm proud to be a part of that, of being able to take that to camps and tastings all over the country like we get to experience. So when you you have that that glass in front of you, Josh and Lexi, and you're doing it and you're finding those different tastes, how often would you say something is like, no way, or, don't like that? Uh, We can't have that in a barrel. Does that happen a lot or is it, is it impossible to have a bad taste come through at the Jack Daniels distillery?
2: I'll say it's probably not impossible. I mean, it's something that I haven't faced. I can't really imagine something um, that would happen during maturation that would actually affect the barrel enough to where you'd have to throw it away. Um, I'll say one thing that I know he could probably attest to and within his warehousing days, You know, you have more casualty barrels that really there was it was the either uh, leaking and it may already be empty by the time you get to it. Um, So that would be something that that would happen more often. Um, But really on just having batches that are a complete fail, I I don't I don't think you could because you're starting you know, the recipe that we make, if we're making our Tennessee whiskey, you know, 80 percent corn, 12 percent, um, malted barley, and eight percent rye, I mean, you're using that same recipe every day, and you know what it tastes like before it goes into the barrel, and now the barrel's not a miracle worker, but it's not going to hurt the whiskey you put in there, so, um, like I said, not something I've faced yet, um, but, uh, we 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 continue to test our whiskey before it even leaves the barrel, just to see what it fits best in. So if something say a lower character um, off of lower floors of the warehouse, then that may be something that's better slated for gentleman Jack. That's going to go through the twice charcoal mellowing um, already to give it that smoothness. You know, um, I think I th- that's the biggest variations you say you see is lower or um, higher character
0: i do love gentleman jack absolutely love Gentleman jack that it's i hope gentleman jack doesn't get forgotten with all of the the new stuff coming out which brings me to my next point i'm not saying that ever would i just i really do like it but man i find myself reaching for the bonded once in a while the (sighs) hill the triple mash like there is so much goodness coming out then you got the flavors with the apple and the honey and the fire like the tennessee fire is so good um What are you sipping on there? Is this something that we can let out of the bag? Is there anything new coming out? As we come to an end of this awesome episode of This Life Ain't For Everybody with the one and only Josh and Lexi Phillips, the first family of American whiskeys, the proof is in the pudding. you All the awards are there. Chris Fletcher, you got yourself a good team. Congratulations to Brown Foreman and Jack Daniels for all of these accomplishments. And to see Jack Daniels doing this well, still 150 something years, 160 something countries. Come on. This is, a mass produ- this is a mass produced whiskey that just yep. continues to kill it with quality control and dedication to just perfection. It is the best, the labeling, the brand, the culture, the story, the history, the taste, the flavors, the profile. It is the best spirit And the people. ever the yes. people and The people, I was
1: just thinking the same thing. Lexi. The people
0: is amazing. That, like what we yep. talked about, Beryl, I said, Kevin, what's your favorite way to mix whiskey? He says, Chad, the best mixer for Jack Daniels is conversation. That's all you need yeah jack is the best mixer his conversation is there anything that we can tell the audience that they can look forward to is there anything that we can announce that is coming out without letting the cat out of the bag too soon um i know i don't know if you guys got clearance to talk about anything if you haven't that's okay we will uh, update update people as the year goes on but i have a feeling that we're going to see some new stuff coming out in 2023
2: well, I was about to say, you are definitely going to see a few new things coming out. Um, I will say that we are going to con- one of the things we are continuing our aged series. Uh, from where we brought the um, first age-stated whiskey from Jack Daniels since the early 1900s when Mr. Jack was still walking the holler. So that is something that we are continuing that should come out not too, in the not-too-distant future. And um, we've got several things slated for this year that I can't talk about yet, but I'm going to tell you that one of them specifically people have been asking for for a few years and I'm really really excited to let that out and it shouldn't be but um a few months down the line so um keep keep looking out keep checking out our pages Chad I know you'll uh you'll help us spread the good word too but there's some really fun stuff coming that I'm excited to share with everybody
0: and no matter what the excitement level, again, enjoy it responsibly. Never allow underage drinking. It's another episode of This Life Ain't For Everybody. Our title sponsor is Jack Daniels. They believe in us, and that means the world to our team here. We uh, we couldn't do what we do without the support of people like the family at Jack Daniels and just be able to sit down with them and to know everybody that from management to warehousers and to turkey hunt and to, to associate myself at Sturgis. Or with your mom, Josh. Like, I don't know if there's a better human being walking the face of the earth. Than your mom, like that lady is on a next level of kindness and yep. sweetness. So, um, I don't want to like blow her up. I should give everybody her cell phone number just so <laughs> they, if, 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 if they want to, kill us. If, if they want to brighten, if if you want to brighten your day, take a drive to Lynchburg and meet Josh's mom. She is the the cream of the crop when it comes to human spirit. But yes, yeah, she we're, is. We're proud of it. We're proud to be part of the Jack Daniels family. Congratulations to you two on such an awesome story that you're going to be able to pass down from generation to generation of being a husband and wife team with the jack daniels distillery <laughs> series maple and oak barrel we're not even going to get into the competition of it but look at that josh That's and it. lexi phillips their signatures are on these bottles enjoy it responsibly we will tonight i'm gonna cook a duck dinner i'm actually cooking a speckle belly dinner i'll send you a video josh that'll have your mouth watering of the one Good. i did uh, two nights ago <laughs> But Jack Daniels will be involved tonight again in moderation, but we're gonna do some old fashions tonight with a cherry wood uh cherry chip uh cherry cherry wood chip smoke on it. It's gonna be amazing. I love oh. I love the look of them. I love Yum. uh I think our friend Christy actually won one of the cocktails of the year this she year did. too not, with with the Jack Daniels old fashioned. She's yes. on fire. No no <laughs> pun intended to talk about an old fashioned love thank it. You two, it thank you two so much congratulations thank we you. will get together thank again you, soon buddy. i'll be i'll be in tennessee next week josh i'll oh, see you perfect. in a couple of weeks but hopefully uh josh you know it's the national wild turkey federation convention coming up i February know 15th through the 18th you better drive up there i need I'm you to gonna bring... be up there oh good you come by our booth lexi please come up and say hello we will no. celebrate with a jack Absolutely. daniels toast one of the nights chad belding josh phillips lexi phillips uh Thank you all so much for listening to This Life Ain't For Everybody. Again, brought to you by Jack Daniels, Tennessee Sour Mash Whiskey. Please enjoy it responsibly. Never allow underage drinking. For any uh, old episodes, please download our podcast. Subscribe to it. Thank you so much for the support. In the meantime, listen to this song. This is my good friend from the state of Georgia, Brent Cobb. Oh, yeah. The morning's going to come. I'm getting ready to see Brent Cobb in concert. In, oh, man. in the state of Tennessee. I'll tell you two more about it in a little bit. Maybe we can Good. hang out that night. Thank yes. you all so much for listening. Again, for Josh and Lexi Phillips and the entire family at Jack Daniels in Lynchburg, Tennessee, thank you all so much for the support.
1: I'd rather be poor living off in a hole than rich as hell without a soul. Life on earth won't last too long, so what you gonna do? Money's all gone. I'd rather be poor, living off in a hole than rich as hell without a soul. Life on earth won't last that long. What you gonna do when the money's all gone? Say life on earth won't last that long. What you gonna do when the money's all gone?